Welcome to the For the Success Podcast. This is your host, Natalie Supes. In this podcast, I promise to ask the tough questions and to talk about the things others shy away from. You know, what it's really like to be sick and successful. The podcast is here to give you a boost of motivation, to give you the push you need towards following your dreams, and to be that friend you come back to week after week to talk about the real things in life and in business. If you have ever dreamt for more, if you have goals and are working towards them, if you dream of being successful, no matter what life's obstacles get in the way, this podcast is for you. Without further ado, let's get into it. Welcome back to the For the Success podcast. I'm excited to introduce our guest today. Her name is Gigi. She is a money coach with a twist. She is the founder of My Cats and Me Profit Alignment, and she helps entrepreneurs build a profitable and sustainable business that supports their lifestyle. She's a cat mama, a wife, a book lover, and she supports trailblazers to create a business that supports their lifestyle. Gigi's framework, Catnip, focuses on mindset, pricing strategy, and money systems as the foundation for a successful business. She's a profit first certified professional, a mindset coach, human design expert, and an EFT neuroenergetic wiring and neuroenergetic encoding practitioner. Welcome, Gigi. Thank you for having me, Natalie. I'm so, so excited to be here. Of course. I'm so excited to chat. It's so fun to chat to different entrepreneurs and especially money mindset. I love that topic. Before we get started, do you want to know a funny story? (laughs) Yes. Oh my gosh. When I started reading like about kind of diving deeper into your brand and everything you do made me laugh so hard. Cause I totally get like, I feel like we're on the same vibes, but I am terrified of cats, like terrified. I I'm sorry to use the hate word, but like, I hate cats. I'm so scared of them. They terrify me. So I was like, Oh my gosh, I feel like this girl's my girl, but I'm a little scared of her branding. <laughs> well, Funny story, I didn't grow up with cats. I grew up with dogs, right? So my entire life, I was like, I don't get those animals. They're like weird, standoffish. And I was an au pair for a few years. And the family had this amazing cat. Her name was Easy. And I was in love with Easy. She was like my best friend, right? She would like be near me, but not on top of me. So I was like, oh, this is what love is. Like, it's not suffocating, right? (laughs) And then when I went back home, home is, is uh, I'm originally from Brazil. So when I went back home, I was living with my mom and my mom is terrified of cats. She was attacked by a cat when she was little. So she was like terrified and I wanted a cat. So we talked and my mom was like, your cat is only allowed in your room. I don't want anything to do with the cat. And when time comes, I was moving to the US again. My mom was like, you know what? It's going to be too stressful for Tiger to travel with you. So why don't you just leave him here with me? <laughs> and I'm like, no way. He's my baby. He's going with me. So I, I get it. I, I get that cats are different. And because we don't understand, we get like, what are they trying to tell me? But cats are very good in having boundaries and being that. very confident with who they are and so many other beautiful things. So That's I so get cool. it. You know, not everybody is a cat person, <laughs> but we can learn from them. We could right? just see them as ancient beings full mm. of knowledge instead of pets. That's so true. I actually used to not mind cats. I am obsessed with Hello Kitty, which is hilarious. So I have so much Hello Kitty stuff, but I did a lot of traveling in like hot countries. So I studied in 
Israel for a bit and I've traveled around and there were cats there kind of like, unfortunately, like mice. So mm-hmm. those were the types of cat, like mm, there was a time when we were in Israel where we were eating at like at the outside restaurant and this like feral, really like very probably sick cat jumped up on my friend's back and was like, <sighs> and so ever like that is, I swear, just stuck in my brain. And that like, anytime I see a cat, I'm like, oh, but I've gotten better. I yeah. do think some of them are really cute and I know that they can be really sweet. So <laughs> all of this they are who our- they are. It's exactly. a lesson of, you know, embodying your real personality, yes. being around cats, you know, they don't try to be anyone else. And I think it's, it can be pretty inspiring. Yeah. Even the cats that you don't like the personality, you can go like, mm, yeah, you're you, right? Cool. Yes. Love it. Love it. Let's kind of switch topics a little bit. I want to know what got you into being a money mindset coach. How did you get into this field? It's been quite a journey, to be completely honest. My college background is hotel management. Nothing to do with that. But I'm not a people person. Like, I like some people, not all people. So when I was in college, I always navigate to the back end of business, like HR and and finances, right? So that is kind of like my career has been doing HR and finances for hotels, and then it evolved for other businesses. And about four or four and a half years ago, I decided to start my own business. I come from corporate burnout, and I think that is so related to Mm -hmm. so many people. And I want to start my business doing things my own way. At the time, I still had the mindset of trade, right? Like my value is what I give to someone. So being a bookkeeper made a lot of sense for me. I was like, oh, I'm a bookkeeper. I'm giving them time back by doing people's finances. A year into my business, I was like, oh, actually, I'm not just a bookkeeper. I'm a money mindset coach because that's what I'm working with my clients and being able to see their personal growth, their business growth was very inspiring. And about a year and a half ago, I was kind of in the point that my business felt like a job. Mm. It was that point that something has to change. And by actually talking with my clients and talking with my business friends, I was like, yeah, what I love doing is the calls, the one-on-one, the mindset aspect of it. So let me get prepared to really embody being a money mindset coach because I'm passionate about it. So it's been a journey. And I feel I work with female entrepreneurs and and non-binary entrepreneurs. I feel that there's so many stigma towards money. And that thing that, oh, it's so scary. It's so difficult. The money on my bank account is what I'm worth, right? Like all those like thoughts that we were fed from, I don't know where, that are actually not true. Like money is very fun. Tells us, like our finances tell us a beautiful story of our business. And I think that removing the stigma of it's difficult, I'm not good with it. It's what really motivates me because... I don't have a linear brain. My brain's very squiggly. So like I always go off topic. My brain's all over the place. But I taught myself how to be good good with money, right? I had a career in the, like I'm from Brazil. I had a career in the US working for a startup, pretty much doing all their finances. So if I taught myself how to understand and how to be joyful while doing it, anybody can. And there are ways of doing it that is not your regular old-fashioned accountant way. But it's just tapping into more of the energetics of money. Mm. So it it was almost like this natural evolution of me and my business and really being able to embody my gifts and what I'm very good at and understand that 
not because I'm good at that everybody is and really sharing it. Yeah. I love that so much. I've recently got into reading while well, I've been reading Profit First and now I'm reading a different similar book and I'm implementing it in my business. And something I realized is as someone who has my marketing degree, like I've been to university, I've taken plenty of accounting courses and did horribly in them. It terrified me when I started my own business. I like before I even needed to, I hired a bookkeeper and I I didn't know my numbers like I wanted to or should have or could have at the beginning because I was like, oh, accounting is hard. I don't want to do it. But now doing profit first and kind of implementing my own systems and and taking that back over, I've realized like this is actually quite easy and very helpful for my business. You know, now that I'm aware and not putting blinders on towards it because I thought it was hard, it can be like, maybe it's not simple, but it can be a big benefit to your business or to the business, like opening your eyes up, up around money. Yes. Thank you for sharing that because I completely agree. I feel that anything that we ignore is like ignoring weeds in our backyard, right? If you're not tending for it, it's just going to grow and get out of control to the point that you're overwhelmed and you're paralyzed. Like your body completely shuts down. Your nervous system completely shuts down because it feels too much, too overwhelming. So it's always like small steps and one of the reasons why I love the profit first method is because it, it leveraged our behavior as humans of what do I have available? I'm going to spend it all. Or what do I have available? I'm not going to spend anything because there are a lot of the extremes, like fear leads to the extremes, right? Yeah. And when we're managing our money based on a percentage, there's so much forgiveness in terms of sales goals, you don't feel that pressure of, oh, if I'm going to pay myself $5,000, $1,000, $10,000 every month, the sales that I need to hit every single month, it feels mm-hmm. like almost like obsessive. And when we mm-hmm. do percentage, that's so much more forgiveness. And also the knowledge that you get from looking at your numbers, right? If you're looking at our income, for example, If your income is not where you want to be, like if your sales were not like as good as you expected, by looking at your numbers, you can see what worked and what didn't work. Perhaps Mm -hmm. you need to update your copy because the copy is not resonating with people. Perhaps you're not excited about that offer anymore. That's why you're not talking about it. And that's why nobody's buying it. So like there's so many things from, you know, data, like marketing and copywriting data that you can get from your sales, but also from your energy levels and where you are at your business at this point that you can get by simply looking at your numbers. And I think that when we are curious about it, it's less overwhelming and it feels less judgmental, right? We're not judging ourselves by the numbers we're seeing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And for anyone listening who doesn't know what Profit First is, Profit First is a book written by Mike Michalowicz. It essentially gives you a roadmap on how to manage your finances together with maybe a bookkeeper or an accountant in a way that actually goes towards our psyche and ways that humans can actually save money and and have money for their business versus just looking at one bank account with a big number and and then having zero money to pay yourself, which is what a lot of entrepreneurs deal with. So this book, he Mike Michalowicz isn't, as far as I know, I don't think he's, a, no, he's an entrepreneur. He isn't a, yes. an accountant or anything like that. He had many multi-million dollar businesses, but wasn't making money. And uh, so he wrote this or he found this kind of strategy. And, and I think it's really popular in, with entrepreneurs right now. At least anyone I'm talking to knows what it is or has read it. So if you don't, go check it out on Amazon. <laughs> but that, that is what we're talking about. 
So how did you come across Profit Burst? Like everyone else, the book. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a bookworm. So like I, I came across the book and I feel that even like with the background in finances, managing your money is a completely different conversation. Right. Because, you know, when we're talking about accounting and bookkeeping is very uh, mechanic, right? It's like categorize transactions, see the reports, reconcile your bank account, pay your taxes. There is not much to it. But when it comes to managing money, it's different because we have, you know, if you're like me, any new thing you see, you want it. So like, how, how do I manage those expectations of what do I really need versus what I want and something that I don't need? And, and I found that with my business, it was very difficult for me to manage my money because I went through the cycles of spending a lot and not spending anything. And I was like, you know what? This is not healthy. If I want my business to grow, I need to do things differently. So I came across the book. I read the book. I started implementing in my business. And I was like, this is amazing. So I started recommending to all my clients, to everybody that I know. And they do have a path to become certified. Actually, like you learn a little bit more than what is in the book, like a little bit more in depth, other strategies, more advanced strategies, let's say. And you are, you know, a certified profit first professional. So I went to the path because I know how impactful it was for my business and my client's business and how intuitive it becomes managing your money and how you can make decisions from this place of abundance yeah, instead freedom. of a place of fear. Yes, yeah. it is like you want to hire somebody, we can do a path for that and you can hire without fear of, oh my God, now I'm not going to pay myself because I hired somebody to support me, yeah. right? You, you take fear from the equation so business just feel more ease, you know, like peace That's of so mind awesome. and freedom that comes with it. It's so beautiful. What would you say one of the biggest thing you see your clients struggling with when it comes to money mindset? There's so many things, right? But I think that one of the things that I see a lot, especially when you start making money, is guilt. Mm. So it's almost like, how dare I make this amount of money doing something that I love and not overworking myself? How dare I complain that my cat's sick? when I'm living like this lifestyle that is so different, right? So I think that there's a lot of guilt and shame attached to making money and creating that lifestyle that we can all of a sudden, you know, be in, be in our own way. Yeah, sabotage and, and subscribe to like the hustle culture where, you know, you're working 24 seven. So like, because I'm making money and I'm doing what I love, I need to have my work email, my phone, and I need to check all the time and I need to reply everything immediately. So you almost lead yourself to burnout because you're, you're guilty and ashamed of the lifestyle you're creating. Yeah. I think that this is something that I see a lot when people are starting to make more money than they ever make before. But when people are starting is the feeling of worthiness and having that attached to how much money I'm making. Yeah. How much I'm pricing and your worth, there's nothing to do with your bank account or your prices, right? It's just by being you. So like, I think those are the two things that I see the most in different stages of business in terms of money. Yeah. Something I heard a while ago, I'm not sure where I heard it, but 
whoever I heard it, thank you. But <laughs> is that when we were born, we were so worthy of our parents' love, of the love of, you know, our family and people around us because we were born because we were us, you know, you don't ask a baby to go work. You don't ask a baby. They're not worthy because they smiled or because they're worthy because they're there because they're breathing. And we were all like that when we were born. So why do we expect ourselves to only be worthy when X, Y, and Z? I love um, another thing that I see quite often, and I wanted to hear your opinion on is the thought that like our energy and what, you know, like that we have a certain energetic number that we kind of allow ourselves to hit whatever that number is when you cross over it. And if you're not ready to, for that next level in business, that you come back to that number, no matter what it is. I've seen it happen in my business where like, let's say 10 K months are normal for me. And then I'm trying to hit 15 K months. I'm just making up numbers, but I'm still at energetically at 10 K. So I, no matter, even if I get new clients, old clients leave and things like that. What are your thoughts on that whole premise? I believe in that, right? I think that Amanda Francis on her book, um, yes. I, I love her. I think she's amazing. She said, she talks a lot about the energetic minimum and her energetic maximum. Really? Sorry, I don't want to interrupt, but her book is just so everyone knows it's, yes. it's rich, something AF. rich, rich, rich AF. AF. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, she, she's great. If you guys don't follow her, she, she's like very entertaining. And she's very good in what she does. But she, she talks a lot about the energetic minimum and maximums. And I believe in that because our energetic maximum when we reach our cap is what we believe we are worth, mm. right? And if all of a sudden I'm making more than that, again, our nervous system got dysregulated because like, again, how dare I make more than this, right? Like, I don't need more than this. Mm. And you know, like those little things like, we focus a lot of our lives and what we need instead yeah. of what we need and we want. It's yeah. nothing wrong with wanting more, exactly. right? So I believe in that. And I feel like there's so, so many like subtle strategies for us to really elevate it. First of all, is the recognizing it, yeah, right? Like recognizing that when I reach this number, something happens. I overcommit. I overwork, I stop showing up, little things yeah. that happen. You, you, for the first thing is like say, yeah, this is what's happening. The second thing that I feel is push ourselves out of our comfort zone a little bit, but not too much. So if your comfort zone now is 10K months, go for 15 instead of 30. Mm. 30 feels like too much of a jump. There's a lot of disconnection and like journal, journal and, and like, what would you do with your money? Again, as women, femmes and non-binaries, uh, journaling on why do you want more money? Like, how do you benefit from that? How do your family and friends benefit from that? How the community benefits from you making more money? It's such a powerful exercise because we start to understand that we don't want more money just for us. And even it is just for us, like our community is impacted because we're doing things with it, yeah. right? And we're inspiring people. We're showing other people that it's possible. And the other thing that I believe deeply is, especially in your business, is having the systems to support that growth. Mm. When you go from 10K to 20K months, you're going to have somebody to support you. It can be a virtual assistant, an assistant designer, what an assistant, whatever. 
that changes. So you're actually going to end up spending a little bit more money and you need to be comfortable calling in support and and financially supporting that, right? So I feel that I was talking with a friend recently and she has a very big revenue goal for this year. And she's like, I'm very afraid. And I was like, well, which support do you need to be a seven-figure business? And she's like, oh, you know, I would need somebody that does similar work to what I do in my team. I would need this, this. And she made a list. And I was like, well, we have five of those people already. That's great. Now we do the path for you to have that support. Mm -hmm. Because now your mind is not like I'm making this much money every month. Your mindset and your business is set up in a way that is growing with you and elevating. So you're actually making more money and you're not working more. Yeah. necessarily because you're calling in support and I think that that's very important to feel comfortable spending money totally I love that I love the tips because that's what I was going to ask is like what are some things we can do to get to that next level so let's say a, just a hypothetical person is making 10k in their business over and over what would be like the first step you think they should do to be able to open that would that be the journaling Um, Would that be writing the pathway or even just, like you said, acknowledging? I think the first step coming with acknowledge because we just bring to our conscious mind, right? We say like, oh, this is what's happening. And this, those are the ways that I'm getting my own way, right? And, And I think the next step, I do believe that the first step for every growth is mindset. Yeah. So I would start like with journaling and really getting into like, why am I afraid of up-leveling and how up-leveling would benefit not only me, but everybody around me? Yeah. I think that's the first step because then our energy is actually being comfortable with that big number, right? Yeah. And then having the systems, because when we're talking about like money system and hiring people, it doesn't mean you're going to hire 10 people tomorrow. It just means that you have a list of people you want to hire and you know the sequence that you need, right? Right. You know the support that you need, you know the systems. If we're talking about perhaps you're still scheduling everything via email, investing in, you know, uh, software that schedule your calls like Calendly or Acuity will save you so much time. And that's an investment you need to be comfortable with. Perhaps you're... CRM has more automations than what you're using. So you can email less and have everything kind of in autopilot. Those are the little things that we need when we get to the next level, uh, hiring an assistant to support the uh, automation of your system. So people have a more personalized experience with you. Like all those little things, it feels it feels little when we're talking about it, but that is like the support system that you need to up level because if you're making 10k today and next month you're making 30k it's a completely different ball game in terms yeah. of volume in terms of expectations that's why i think like we start with acknowledging we go to mindset and then we go to the support system to make that happen i love that that's so good that's such tangible tips i'm going to implement myself <laughs> i have two questions in my mind number one is do you have any like fun tricks to like personally me when i'm trying to reach another goal i always have sticky notes with that number all around do you do anything like that or do you recommend anything like fun like that for your clients 
Oh, yeah. I, I think that there's so many things, right? And, and part of it is finding what works for you. Yeah. Like in the online space, we see so many people saying like, this is the only way. There's no one way. There's so many ways. I like, I, I journal a lot and I meditate a lot. So for me, like when I'm journaling, I'm always writing a number. I'm so grateful that I'm making this much money every month. And, and I write that consistently, right? Even if I'm not making it, I'm writing. I think that the sticky notes, I heard a lot of people doing that and it works for them because then the number is in. You're I heard somebody yeah. recently saying that she write it in her hand. Oh, so, so she would say like, I think that the first thing that she wanted to do is like the 10K months, like when she started her business. So she used to write on her hand every day. And, and like, she's like, no, so I was working. I would look at it. I was out with my friends. I would see it. She's like, yeah, people would say like, what is that? And she's like, oh, nothing, whatever. Uh, so she always wrote like kind of like on her, her like thumb a little bit. So like she could see it. That I think it's a fun thing to do. But I do feel that having the number in a place that you see it or that you're writing it consistently, it helps like, oh yeah, I can do this. Yeah, totally. I love that. And one more thing that I wanted to talk about is how would you recommend someone, I guess, dealing with their money mindset when they're going through a chronic illness or maybe a tragedy or some dark times, you know, uh, with the world, how it is right now? Because in my mind, money mindset is like this fun thing, you know, like the journaling or being excited, leveling up. But then when you're hit with a chronic illness or a sickness or devastating things that are happening in the world, how do you manage that with your clients? I love this question because I feel that mindset work is a lot of asking for help, like learning how to be supported, right? And I have IBS and I know my triggers and stress is my biggest trigger. So I know that if I'm stressed, I cannot concentrate. And I feel that when we are experiencing pain or any kind of pain, like physical or mental pain, it's very hard to focus on something else. So my recommendation is always focus on what you can do right now to feel more comfortable. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of chronic illness, you're never going to feel great all the time, but you can feel comfortable, Mm -hmm. right? So I think the first thing is for you to physically and mentally feel better and get support in terms of like doctors or medication or, you know, a shift in your routine. I think that that's very important. And also have a lot of empty space in your calendar Mm. where you can just be and relax because when we have a chronic illness and we're worried about our business, about making money and we're like, oh, all those experts out there saying that I'm not making more because of my mindset, there's something wrong with me. That's not going to get you to a better space physically or mentally, right? So it's acknowledging that you need to take care of your body and your mind first. And then find the small ways that you can bring that mindset work forward, right? In terms, and I am, I mean, I'm talking about journaling here, like all the time. I'm big in journaling. If you don't like writing, you can have like a voice note on your phone and just talk to it. It's the same thing as journaling. You're just saying it out loud, right? There are ways that you can do journal that is not necessarily sitting down and writing. Yeah. And talk through like the thoughts and the fears 
because it can be very deprooted, the sense of unworthiness when we feel we cannot do more than one thing at a time. Mm -hmm. But I feel that especially when you're having like a flare of your chronic illness, you know, you need to stop. And that's what you need to focus on. And there is nothing to be ashamed of or is nothing to feel guilty of. Like we all started our business for something. And most people started their business to have freedom, Mm. financial freedom, time freedom, freedom to stop working for certain periods of times. And I feel that being open about what you're going through and honoring that you might need to take an afternoon off. You might need to take a week off. People understand and people are there to support you. And then you move to the next task. I feel that doing all the work, all the time in every aspect of our lives, it it feels overwhelming. And we don't really move forward because we're not focusing on one step at a time. Mm -hmm. That was so beautiful. I love it. I love it. So the stage is yours. Is there anything you want to talk about? Is there anything you have going on any way that we can support you? I mean, I love talking about everything. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I, I say like, I'm highly opinionated. So I have opinions about Ooh. everything, but I don't hold the truth. So everything I say, people take it or leave it because I don't own the truth. But I think the first thing is when we're talking about like money mindset, it shouldn't be complicated. When we're talking about your business finances, it's not something like, overwhelming it's literally we're talking about recording your income and recording your expenses that's Mm -hmm. it nothing more nothing less if you're afraid of looking into your numbers start small start doing something small I love calling like money dates uh, when I look at my money and I treat as a date as if like oh when I go out on a date what do I like to do I like to dress up put some makeup on and put some nice music and whatever it is because it just shifts a little bit the energy and if you're looking at your finances and you're not happy with where you are today that's no indicator of who you are it's just a collateral of all the decisions you made in the past by looking at it and feeling uncomfortable you have the power to change your actions so you change the outcome in the future so it's actually a very powerful and transformative thing to do I talk a lot about a lot of things so you guys can support me I'm on Instagram if you want to go follow me I am hello underscore my cats and me I love having conversations on my dms and really supporting people talking about all aspects of business specifically you know the, the money aspect of it mindset pricing and offers I'm very passionate about it and also money systems to really support so we don't need to worry about an extra thing when we're running our business I, I do have a quiz that is amazing. It's the Sacred Money Archetype quiz. Uh, I recommend everybody taking it because it really revolutionized how you perceive you and your relationship with money. And I, like, I obviously took the test myself. I'm a, like, my archetype is a celebrity. So it means like, I really like spending money. I love everything that shines. I, I love, I, I, I love, love like that. nice like, experiences. And you wouldn't think that somebody like that would be like a money coach. Mm. Uh, but that's why my approach is different because like, I'm all about like spending money and being happy, but you know, within reason. So it also shows my blind spots, right? Like it's so easy for me to just spend money to get the dopamine hit. So sometimes like I need to be more intentional about where my money is going. So uh, that's a very fun quiz. If you guys 
want to take. It's amazing. Yeah. And um, we'll put the link in the show notes below. So you can just click down below and you can take the link or make sure to follow Gigi on Instagram. And that will be, her handle will be in the show notes as well. Is there anything else you got, Gigi? No, I think that's it. Just make yeah. money fun, guys. It's 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 not that overwhelming. And, yes, uh, I love that. Calling your support because mm. it's very important. As a yeah, you don't have to do it alone. Yeah, that's beautiful. Nobody thrives yeah. alone. No, exactly. <laughs> awesome. Thank you guys for listening. Remember, dream big. It's possible for you, and your next version of success is around the corner. Bye.